he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Welcome back to another episode of Bellotified. And that's me in real life. The one and only podcast dedicated to the exploitation of the sometimes dazzling, sometimes tragic world of event entertainment. A world known to festival and conference producers, event planners, gala committees, party throwers, and anyone else who's been tasked with providing entertainment for any special occasion. Hi, Alex. Hi, Anthony. I'm feeling a little bit crazy. In a little bit, we'll be joined by our friends at Energy Music and Productions. But first, today, I owe it to the kids in the audience to bring the lights down low and get to know you, Alex Postelius, <laughs> just a little bit better. Doing? doing good it's a good, good day it's a pretty day it's a happy day thanks for joining us thank you so much it is a good day it's a good day so alex uh has been with us since 2014 it's six years and alex joined us uh while we were going through a crazy period uh, a lot of people were leaving a lot of changes were being made and alex stepped in as a favor to help me uh, with a particular client uh, who needed some managing and uh, such a fabulous lady uh, stepped in, you know, oh, six years ago, as I said, and is still here and now uh, manages accounts and manages the artists and manages the pivot that we are making. That's my word of 2020, as you know. So Alex, uh, Alex is a voiceover and stage actress, uh, and I love that she calls herself the voice inside your head, because in so many ways that is true. Not only is she a voiceover actress, as I just said, but she's mindful and thoughtful and measured, and I thought would be a good, uh, a good person to sort of play against this sort of quick judgmental style that I can sometimes have. <clears throat> I can't believe I just said that. Uh, so that you as the listener are getting a real uh, rounded view of what it is we're talking about. Because certainly at Bellotta, it's not, it is not all about what I think, even though I do drive the bus and people listen to what I say, their, their ideas and their input is important. And together we make it happen. So um, Alex, joining us. Hello. 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 So, well, go ahead. Talk to me. Oh, I was going to say that's, you know, that's what I love so much about our little Bellotta family is that we all hail from some form of entertainment. And with that comes a creativity and a love for what we do and a love for who we work with. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the artists, I think, being not, uh, not definitely... Nowhere on the top, bottom, or middle of the pole does anybody sit, but uh, the artists, um, we do our best to take care of because we know what it feels like, right? 
and so tell us a little bit about what you've done. I'd like the audience to know. You've got credits, girl. Well, let's see. I started in this crazy industry when I was 13. So more on a just, you know, very small scale, obviously. Excuse but me. I had Excuse me, which was the same age that Judy Garland was when she played Dorothy. Continue. Yes, this is true. This is true. But let's say Judy Garland was playing um, Dorothy and I was the mom in, um, uh, uh, oh God, what's my favorite kids? I don't know what's wrong with these kids today. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, Deb, uh, not Dan Yankees, that was the second one, but you know which show I'm talking bye about. Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie. So for Alpine Elementary, or Alpine, yeah. Alpine uh, Chaparral Middle School, which was, it's, it's now Joan McQueen Middle School. So, okay, and you played what yeah. role? I was the mom. Oh, my God. You were the mother of... Kim. Of Kim. Oh, Kim. Of Kim. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I wanted actually, to be Kim, but I, I always the mother, never the child. Okay. I know what that feels like. What can you do? You have a longer career. So that's, that's where true. it started. And then, yes. uh, then what? Uh, then moved into uh, pretty much right away, started doing community theater, uh, moving into some semi-professional theater, getting an agent, doing some uh, industrials and commercial work. Um, and then, uh, my, of course, my very favorite show of all time was getting to work with Jack O'Brien at the Old Globe Theater in How the Grinch Stole Christmas and being one of the original Who's for the first eight years of its run. Um, are you in the who's magical. who of who? Are you in the who's who of who's? I'm waiting to be asked to be in the who's who of who's, but I, think, I am because I was third who from the left. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> they haven't quite gotten down the line yet. I think that you are in the who's who of who's. In I, I'd like to think so. Yes, I mean, sure. I, you know, I, I do believe I'm the only who in the history of Whoville, of that particular show, that did the show Eight and a Half Months Pregnant, singing oh. and dancing with a 10-pound costume and a wig and heels. So they were basically getting two Who's for one. They were two for the price of one. But hey, because, I need to call the union. Yes, you do. Because I know Ileana, and she's a gorgeous young lady with a gorgeous voice. So uh, I, did, I do think that they somehow got the advantage of that talent. You might want to call them. I do. That's but don't well, you know, I didn't tell you this. It was, I didn't get it. <laughs> they, no, we don't know where that came from. I think when the men were singing and she'd start kicking like mad, um, it propelled me. If I was feeling tired, then I couldn't help but dance further because uh -huh. I was, you know, I was being pushed from the inside to, to continue my steps. And now that she's almost a young woman, I can totally see how what you're talking about is yes. true because yes. she continues to be that. Well, yes. <laughs> Push, push, oh, push. Yes. 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 It's she good. is a strong, sassy, compassionate, kind young lady. And, and where does that come from, Miss Alex? You know? I don't know. Maybe you or Yaya, something. her mother. Maybe. I'd like to think I did. I'd like to think I did. Or I do. Uh, I mean, as you know, she and I are incredibly close. I'm, I'm very blessed by the mother-daughter relationship we have. It's It's... Awesome. It's what I always wanted. And uh, I have it. So every day with her is just amazing. Good for you. Beautiful. Well, you see it as a blessing and it is a blessing. We have somebody with us today. We have a special guest with Andy and Kim. 
the owners of NRG Music and Productions. They have it trademarked. They are serious business owners. And I love them for that. I've known them since the days of perfect balance. Ooh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> can, can you bump? Wow. La Costa. <laughs> I'm going to turn the purple. La Costa. <laughs> uh, when I first moved to San Diego, I worked for a company called Irwin Productions, a lady named Cheryl Irwin, and yes. a terrific woman. And that's actually how I met you. You were already, I think, on that roster or had already known Cheryl. And I don't remember one of the first gigs we, we did together, but I do remember being in Palm Springs with you for a very special gig at one point in our lives. I, I remember it was in a big warehouse. I know I've done a few military um, base gigs with you. Uh, and I, you've done huge things on your own. I mean, without us. It was yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to have you here because in this uh, virtual pivot that we all have to do today, you're doing it. You know, you're out there, you're in the water, you're fishing, you know, and you're fishing. We are. <laughs> Might be catching, but we're fishing. <laughs> oh, we're catching something. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's not good. So I have a question yes. for you. First question right off the bat. So uh, it, within Energy Productions, Music and Productions, and Andy is the Vice President, and Kim is the Creative Director. Am I right? Yes. But who's the President? Who? Okay. Because, you know, that is what I expected, Kim, when I saw <laughs> that he was the, Andy was the Vice President. I expected that you were the President. And then I looked at your profile and it's a creative director i think it's a ceo and creative she director so much i'm so much you, anthony i didn't see the ceo part because i would not be kidding you right now i'd be like okay that's <laughs> you'd be right on that You'd be uh, right because on that. that's the way it really is that's the way it really is right that, you're the, you're the president ceo and, I, and I this was my idea very like many many years ago um started with well first we were just a duo from high school uh if you can believe that or not oh we my gosh yes uh we met in high school and what what high school was that ramona 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 high. High. Kim, Kim yeah. came from vegas to ramona i moved from you Las moved vegas. up <laughs> yeah. oh yeah right she moved out that's for sure yeah my mom had moved to uh ramona with my stepdad and i was still in las vegas uh head cheerleader uh, part of Sounds of the Sun, which was a huge music group. That's where my big influence was from high school because sure. it was like a band we would perform at Disneyland and all over California. And so that's where the roots began with costuming, choreography. And so we started as a duo and then we branched out. We became Perfect Balance. And then I went back home to Las Vegas for a little trip and went on the strip and I saw a show and I was like, that's it. I'm going to add dancers. So we added two dancers and we became Sugar Bang. Sugar Bang. <laughs> sugar Bang. I remember Sugar Bang. <laughs> I remember Sugar Bang. And then we were like, uh, oh my. Corporate, right? Maybe uh -uh, not with the Sugar Bang. Yeah. So then we, we moved to Energy and um, 
we were told by many of the agencies at that time, like, you can't have dancers. Well, think, everybody right? was doing the two-girl thing, and then, yeah, did, it was like, and then we did the three-girl thing. So it was like, And oh, it was just, like, you know. odd. They were like, well, you can't. We just need, we want two female singers. We don't really want that was the date. dancers. That 90s, was the date. 90s, that was man. way back then. Now everybody's doing that, you know. As the years have gone on, that's what everybody's doing now. But way back, we were the only ones that were doing that, I think, in a band setting, I mean. Yeah, you did. You set a different trend. You were doing something different. And I remember at the time, that was a selling feature for you, was that you right. weren't the typical setup. You were doing something different. You right. were sharing the spotlight, Kim, with two other beautiful, equally beautiful females, yes. and uh, which showed a lot of power on the stage and a right. lot of unity and you being the front of that so willingly sharing the spotlight showed you know a synergy and you and a unity <laughs> it was really beautiful to see and it worked I, yeah i remember yeah. um the days when you were talking about Irwin productions at that time i think you were like a choreographer and producer of the show that we were on and right. we were the band oh, yeah. and there were like these pedestals with dancers on it and you came out and I was like, who is that? Oh. <laughs> <Whoa. Whoa. No. laughs> that, that show was Escapade. 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 Oh, yes. I remember. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're going to laugh to know that I think we just did a renovation of our offices. Woohoo. Pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so glad. But, uh, but I, of course, it made us like clean out a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that. Folder. You know, like right you there. open up the folder and then you have and I like... I spend like days just putting cards in the Shandy Black folder. Cards in the Shandy Black folder. Cards. <laughs> Vice President. And then Vice you President. Yeah. Vice President. Grunt work, man. President. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> so would you say that you... Uh, it's your vision then. You, you created this in your mind. Because yes. what they do, ladies and gentlemen, what they do is they've taken the show band format, which is different from a dance band format in that it is choreographed. There are costume changes. They rehearse with the same people every week. They work on the show elements, not on the music. That becomes second nature because they know it so well. And what they do is they create incredible experiences. USO shows, Dancing Through the Decade shows. There are, there's always a show element. And so uh, tell me about your creative process and what makes you as andy disappears Sorry, uh, disappears. Our, our dog just our came dog our dog just came out of here you guys go like downstairs he's going downstairs okay. I got, I got uh, tell us how you get your he's like a white samoyed so usually right. what happens oh, I love those. he's gorgeous he is so gorgeous he's, he's hot so a lot of times he goes into the pond and comes in he's got like he's all wet but as far as the, the creative process goes, we usually get a theme from our client. And one of a, like a really, really special theme I can think of is um, someone had read a book, just a book, okay? And the theme of that book was Night Circus. And she said, I want a show that's like from this book. So I read a little bit of the book and then of course the first thing that comes to me is the visual part i'm really super visual mm -hmm. so i'll see the costuming um you know then we have our uh choreographer director like once andy comes up with the music 
you know, some of it was original film score that we had playing as, you know, characters were on the dance floor and doors open. And so it's about transforming a ballroom into like, actually like you're walking in 3D. Not mm. only is it costuming and choreography, but like just everything that's happening in the room. The feel, uh, the yeah, energy, yeah. Just the feel and the energy. So we like to, you know, really go like, just like blend with that theme rather than being like, hi, we're the band. We're, we do our own thing. We wear our own things. I mean, I have literally gone into the warehouse, our 3000 square foot warehouse and, and sh you know, held up uh, costumes and the client. I believe it. Yeah, they choose what they want and that's what we do, you know, depending on what it is, what well, the that's vision like the stuff, is. Stuff we've done with you too, you know, it's like we've yeah. done shows where it's like okay you got to do this the client wants this the client wants a dancing monkey with a shotgun and then we want something else right. to go along with that it's like okay how do you and we it? just do it because we love you that's why that's right it's craziness and sometimes it's a little embarrassing but most times it's fun oh, yeah <laughs> no it's always fun when did you where, where do you get your ideas like for me i have my best ideas when I'm in the shower or taking a walk or, you know, when I'm not really thinking about work, it, you know, it just sort of comes to me. Right. I think, I think oftentimes what happens is when you turn off the mental brain and you're doing something like the dishes, something that's mundane, uh, that creative part of the brain gets to really take over. Yeah. Um, and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's when you're not totally like focused on the logistics of the event when you're just like kind of moving, you're on a walk, you're looking at nature, you're doing something that you don't expect this, this uh, stream of creativity to come in, but right. it does. Right. You know. I think too, when the, the clients come up with some of the ideas, you know, it's just like you just start to run with it, but it, sometimes it's, it's so hard. There's been some show or ideas where it's like, what are we going to do with this? How are you going to make it good, make it cool, make it fun, make it, because work. it's not theme yeah. oriented they're just like oh well our slogan is yeah right so and just have to, like yeah come up with something that's it, like wow and make emotionalize it and make it inspirational and exactly. motivating and fun yeah that's that's really difficult yeah. <laughs> inch it out i mean come on something to work with that's true but it's it's i mean some of the coolest stuff we've done has been some of the ideas that were just really you know we had a client that that had a they wanted a county fair concept and it was like what are we gonna what okay yeah, what right. is what does that have to do with music you know what do we do and then we thought of like the bands you would see if you went to the san diego fair the del mar fair and we did that and then we had these led walls on stage where it looked like, like you know kim was literally like singing next to steve perry where and that idea grew out of you know we want a street you know a county fair idea so what's cool is sometimes i the, all the clients that we've had when they have these ideas, it's really fun because it, it gives yeah. us something to go like, okay, well, this is new. It's not like the same old thing, you know, that we've been doing, you know, right. you do. It right. gives you some new way to go, which is fun. It's always that, that challenge always exists, right? Even, even right. when you're doing a show that you've done before, it's not the same. There are variables. And I think, honestly, you know, I come from the theater and I think that's the one major difference between what we do and what's done in the theater and that is we have no time to really build something and have it stick every time we do something it's got to be different in some way because 
the entrances are different or the audience is different or the show has to be smaller because you don't have enough room or, you know, there's so many variables, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, what keep, true. so what keeps you up at night when you have a lot of shows going, let me clarify this. Right, right, right. Now it's probably something completely different, but <laughs> when we are up and running and you are like in full business, what keeps you up? What are the things that you worry about? I worry about uh, the timeline. We're really big. I'm very big on timeline being part of that. And you know that everybody is showing up on time for sound check and then running that show because one little element out of place can put you back and you don't have that 20 minutes to rehearse this, you know, this show. So it's for me um, as creative director and I'm going through the timeline and I'm getting that to everybody and we're rehearsing, it's like, it's got to be like clockwork. So that's why we work with the same people because they have the same work ethic. We've been with them so long, they understand that you don't show up in, you know, shorts and white tennis, you know, you show up right. looking the part because it, at Soundcheck, that's when our client is yeah. walking around in the room. That's when they want to know, okay, what, I purchased what this band. What did I do? Are right. they fine? How do they look? You know, um, I'm, I'm really big, like, you know, you need to look the part just as soon as you step on uh, onto the grounds of the venue of where we're going. So I think it's, it's, it's timeline. Um, I know for Andy, it's probably, I oops, I disappeared. Tech. So I, I mean, you do that. Sometimes when people He's come up with these shows and it's, it's like, how are we going to do this? You know, how, and a lot of times Kim, I know what keeps Kim, Andy awake because I'll go, here's awake. my vision, yeah. make it happen. You know, yeah. and he's like, Kim, I can't, no, like, okay. can't. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why not? Oh, sure, we can. We, we, we can do this. We can do that. He's like, yet. we can't do that yet. Look, yeah. honey, it took me a long time to come up with this idea. Make <laughs> it work. Can I so I can work. go back to sleep, please. <laughs> exactly. I'm so, I don't know. President, <laughs> vice president. That's right. That's right, Mr. VP. Get down there and get to work. What are you Me? doing? What are you doing sleeping? You didn't have time to sleep. You got things to do. <laughs> So if you had your druthers, would it be a 17-piece band or would it be a simple six or seven-piece? I, I love the 13-piece because okay. we have three strings um, and they're all wireless. They come up front. We have two male uh, vocalists and three energy girls with the choreography. And the guys know the choreography as well. It's just really, and the band is just always the band, the horn section. Um, yeah. is phenomenal. I, so when you have that core with these beautiful little, like the icing, yeah. you just can't, and everybody is, you know, we dress everyone. We don't, you know, a lot of times I Head see- Head to toe, right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they're just like, okay, well, what am I bringing? So the theme is like red and black, what am I bringing? If it's somebody new, they know, if they're in our band, they know. Um, and it's like, no, you just bring your shoes. We do the whole thing. It's already been approved by the client. You know, it's our stuff. It's never rented. It's, you know. Please shower before you come. Yeah. Yeah, that's always good. I think, I'll, you know, it's like. Wear underwear. Yeah. yeah. Wear yeah. underwear. Yes, always exactly. Good. Always yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I've the, had the to have stuff. that conversation. I have I had to have that conversation. Wow. Please wear underwear. Oh yes, I'm not Please wear underwear. I have had that conversation more and than once. Anthony, when it was an all-white theme, okay, the whole band, white grand piano with rhinestones, right? I know the picture. I know it. You know, I know it. Right, all the guys, white, some some mix of like the James Bond white and the white tails, and it. We had, we had, um, you know, we had somebody new. Andy was on another event. So we do do double events and they're like cloned and they're very su successful because I think we're married and it's, it's the same right. management, right? The vice president. So the I vice think president. that the president's shows probably go a little bit better, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. You know, the vice president gets a lot of calls on those days. Let me tell you. There's I bet he does. Oh, I am like calling him like, okay and he's like okay because you know we're in both places i'm on his gig in energy and in the logistics of the timeline and all of that and then he's on my event with sound and all that but just to go back i was in all white so we had a different keyboardist a different grand piano player guy and he had on black under garments black socks so when you sit at a piano what do you see ankles, ankles. Are showing, baby your ankles like are showing Michael jackson that was kind of good you can see it yeah and he's like no no yeah it's cool it's cool but you know down to those fine details we're pretty we're pretty with details and you're one of those people i believe like both alex and i once you see it you cannot unsee it. No. This <laughs> right. Every time, right? Get the white socks. Yes, yes, yes. And then that just keeps you up at night. And so poor Andy, you never sleep, right? You just no, never, never sleep. sleep. He never sleeps. Vice it's president honestly. shouldn't sleep. Vice president should be out making no. breakfast. Okay. The job requirement, my dear. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Folks, what you're not seeing about Andy is that he has huge shoulders. In fact, they're yeah. so big, I can't even see them on my screen. They're so massive. Yes. Yeah, they're massive, yeah. Been working out he in COVID. Carries, been doing oh, yeah. Absolutely, you have been. Uh, he carries it all. <laughs> carries it all, you know, so. Uh, just, he does he does it with grace too and and that's something that i don't want to have get lost in this conversation because you mentioned it earlier uh there is a real desire to give the client what they want and yes. to be part of the celebration when it comes to energy's work as yeah. kim pointed out it's not they're not just to come and hire us band and we'll sit in the background and tootle they want to help make it spectacular and incredible and that's what makes them so special because they're so kind and they're so easy to work with and if they get frazzled you don't see it they never bark they never make it the client's fault they 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 accept no. uh the responsibility of giving the client a good show the minute they send them a contract and it's lovely to work with you i mean Look, it's been a long time, and that, and 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 that is something that that kind of reputation with someone like me, right, grows either grows and gets better and better over time. And again, we don't always work together, right? I mean, sometimes I'm just seeing things from a distance. Um, same with you. Um, and so the fact that I can say this after so many years, and it's so heartfelt, and you are first interviewees. Uh, <laughs> 
it's uh, it's it's a lot because I um, I admire you so much. I think what you're doing is oh. is more than more than most, and and you're elevating and you're elevating entertainment in this realm, which is so important. I I want to share something quickly with you. I Andrea Michaels shared a a new Netflix uh, documentary. I actually think it's four years old. That it was produced by Steve Letterman called Bathtub. Bathtubs over Broadway, and it is about industrials from the 50s and 60s by the big car companies and the big uh, big conglomerates like uh, Colgate, Palmolive, whatever they were back then, Johnson & Johnson. Right. Big elaborate shows and the talent that was around those shows before we entered in. And the joke was that they were finding these crazy, stupid albums uh, that they were sharing on David Letterman. The gent who started this documentary was a writer. And the task was go find music, crazy, stupid music. Okay. And so he started finding these corporate albums that suddenly found it in these rare, you know, album stores, record stores in New York. And they start, started playing them and making fun of them. And, uh, you know, what, it, at first I was like, oh, I was so angry, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I realized, you know, okay, it is kind of funny, but is there's an art to it. There's a true art to it, uh, to taking a song or to writing a song about a product or a theme. And it, and the, the the theme of the, sh the this title of the show, of the documentary, Bathtubs Over Broadway, is a direct spoof on one of the shows, one of the corporate shows that was all about bathtubs and bathrooms. Uh, and and what was interesting was some of the cast members, Susan Strohan from Broadway, a five-time uh, Tony winner, Susan Strohan, excuse me, uh, and a few other people that you'd be surprised were in these industrials. Uh, wow. But, the, you know, it being a joke, what they don't realize is that what we do, we do in a day. Right. And the, the right. magic that we try to create is a lot of prep, a lot of changes, a lot of people sounding in on what they think needs to happen. And then at the end of the, the, the project, you get basically four hours, if you're a band, three, two, whatever it is, yeah. to prove everything, right? So that's a lot of stress, it's right? A, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, it's a lot of pressure. I think I, I did some reading on the level of, you know, running events, being part of an event, uh, you know, it's like the, the stress level is comparable to being the president <laughs> or being a cop. Here <laughs> it is a very high stress level job. I've, I have a very high level. You do it too. When you, you, like you say, you literally have, you have, you know, four hours to make everything go perfect. And it never, you know, okay, yeah, occasionally it goes perfect. But the trick is when it doesn't go perfect, making sure nobody knows that and that's you know i think that's what we do what you do that's you know it's it's the saving grace of like look you know we're gonna we, we've got this down but something might not go right and how do you make that not appear that way you know especially when you're on stage when it's live when it's like light you know everything's up there and it's all visual i think that is right th those are the things that that give you the heartburn after the gig is like oh my god i can't you know we got through that but then as you do it and you have the experience and you know how to do that. I think that's what's really important in our business. And then even even some of these virtual things that we're trying to do, that's what's so challenging is, 
you're trying to do it, but you can't talk to the person that's telling you, hey, we got to do this. Hey, we got to do that. That's kind of a new a new thing that, that I think is uh, that's ex- to get over. Expound, expound on that, because I want one of the yeah. things I wanted to talk to you about was your move into virtual and what you're doing. So expound I, on what you're talking about. I think the um, well, I'll just, you know, a couple of things that we've done with you and then some stuff that we've done. What, I, what we've kind of realized is, number one, the technology and the platform is a challenge. You know, I actually just found out today something on Zoom that a setting we had the last time was the opposite setting we should have had because it it messes up. It's great for talking. It's not so good for music and that sort of thing with a wide, you know, spectrum of, of sound. Um, so it's that. And then I, th- I think you have to somehow, if you're doing any kind of entertainment or anything on these events, you've got to have somebody that is handling each person that's maybe going to come in and talk or do something so that they've they've got their phone going okay yeah hey i am going on a fiber hey no i'm not because there's not that thing for somebody to grab you on the side of the stage and go hey wait hey go you know right. to me that is that is a, a, a big challenge and i think once you get once you get past the technological part which there's a lot there and it, it took us probably like a month to get through that and get the sound right, get the video right, make sure that there weren't dropouts, make sure that there wasn't compression on things, right. you know, all these crazy things. And then it also, then it just sort of comes down to, you need to be interacting with people now. It's, it's not the same as going up and doing a show. It's like, you know, you need to talk to people. You need to respond to their requests and their, their tweets and their, their chats and all that sort of stuff. Cause that's what makes people, I think now feel like, Oh, you know, do I necessarily want to get up and dance in front of my computer? No, but if I feel like the band or the entertainer or whoever is talking to me, it's like, wow, this is fun. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying myself as opposed to just sitting here in my, my Zoom meeting one more day. I just, uh, just wanted to just go back just for a moment here and just tell you how grateful we are to you, Anthony. I feel like I'm going to cry because we've known you for so long and everybody knows you. And just, just for you to ask us on this podcast is very, very special. And, um, you know, just to validate what we've been through, um, as far as I know, we're the only folks, band, band people that have done something on a large, you know, scale level, uh, like with our shows on Facebook Live. Um, the first one we did, we got 1,600 views. And then the next weekend was like 2,000. Now, I think what happened with that is that you know, in a regular show, you would never look down at your, you know, your notes like this. And, you know, there's people in front of you. Right. But you, you need to be on and you do need to be on virtually. But the difficulty is that you have to see how you're looking into the camera. You need <sighs> to see possibly lyrics if you've learned, you know, like on one of our shows, you know, we would have to learn like six songs in a few days. Um, and it's like, okay, well, that's not absolutely memorized because it's not a Broadway show where right. you learn your stuff and then you do it over and over and over. It's not right. like that. Or like a band thing. It's just like, it's different every time, different every time. Right. So you sometimes have to glance at your, your lyric sheet. And then the biggest, most important thing is to, if a person is commenting, I love this song, I'm crying. Oh my gosh, Kathy, we love you. So when you do that and you connect with their name, even in the middle of the song, there was like a huge, a huge reaction response, right. to that personal, because that's the only way we can connect 
is yeah. it, that's the only way we can do it. We, ha we have, well, we did do some live shows where we had like 10 people social distancing <laughs> out on our street, street yeah. you know, and then we're up by the gate and we're like in 80s costumes. That did not work. Going right. Right. for virtual to go costume, you know, maybe it's okay with a Zoom call, you know, you put on some funny hats or something and everybody's into it, but I don't know, it needs to be really super authentic. There needs yeah. to be an inspirational message. It doesn't, you can't go like, uh, you know, cheesy theme and get people's interaction because they're not there to do it with. They're not dressed up, you know? Right. I did have this idea, I told Andy, and he's like, how are we gonna do that, Kim? I was like, why can't we get like these armbands, right? And they say like, you know, whatever the theme is for the Zoom call, and then everybody, has that armband we send it to them prior to and then when we're performing we have you know so i'm sure that's possible yeah you know talk to our friends at tlc yes <laughs> that's right, that's right. i mean it's anything is possible yeah. we just like with andy i'm so thankful to andy that he knows so much about the the like you can yes. look at me as the president of creative ideas but he is the president of logistics technology av like we just edited I'm the president of something. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyways, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. It's like this would not work without him, and it wouldn't work without. Yeah. It just it's not possible. Just, uh, I think that's why. What when we do things and we're successful, it's because there's like two beautiful brains, you know, kind of coming together, kind of thing. You the know, I don't balance. know. The perfect balance. It is the perfect balance. <laughs> well, that's what I love about you guys yeah. is that um, the authenticity, use that word. And to me, that's so vital in this day and age where we're, we're lonely and uh, isolated. That when I watch your virtual shows, and I do, whenever you guys are doing something, I try to catch it because I feel a personal, emotional, intellectual connection with you. And it makes me feel not alone. And it's, it's, it's so, vital right so now. Important. We, we yeah. started getting a following on Facebook Live, people that I didn't really even like know. And then I started to, you know, they would personal message me and they're like, I'm going through this really hard time and I'm all alone. Like I don't have friends and I'm out, way out in the boondocks and I don't know what I'm gonna do if something goes down. And so, Sometimes I like call them like, how are you doing? Do you need help? Do you need groceries? I'll announce it on Facebook Live this next time we do a show. We were starting to do things where, uh, not just an inspir inspirational message and music, but for Facebook Live and the Zoom Live, I wanted to come up with something that gives back to the community because that's what we need right now. All of us need that. All of us are isolated and lonely. Even if we have somebody to be alone with, we're kind of walking around a little bit depressed. I mean, let's just be honest about that. And I think that people were like, I can't wait till the show is on. It's very important to do like a weekly so that people know, okay, on Friday, I'm gonna tune in at 7 p.m. and I'm gonna make my dinner and I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna have my dinner and I get to have dinner with Kim and Andy and we're gonna talk about like whatever. And then we were calling in people. That was, I mean, what we were doing, I mean, we were calling in uh, with our producer on, on that, on the Facebook Live. He would run banners and he would call in. There would be like five people backstage mm -hmm. that would come on, 
One of them was Selena Graves, who she's on uh, America's Got Talent. And, wow. Uh, she's our bass player's daughter. Wow. Uh, you know, Ed, Ed's, daughter. Ed's daughter, right. Ed's, Ed's daughter, yeah. She is on, baby. And so yeah. she came on and she sang. It's just, it was. It's definitely it's different. Amazing. It's, it's, an, definitely it's a different, different thing. I mean, when we were done, I was like, <sighs> like, like, I mean, you, the stress of, it's a different kind of stress. You know, that we've been doing for 25 years, right? Live right. events, not stressful. Right. Not stressful. I mean, stressful, but not stressful. We know yeah. how to do it. You know the stress. That's the difference. You know the stress. Yeah. And we have no one really to look to, to uh, like as a role model, or at least when we started it on the beginning of COVID, there was nothing out there. So we were like, okay, what are we gonna do? And then I just started figuring out like, here's the theme. And then people were so excited to, you know, put in their song requests. That was the biggest thing. That created a lot of audience participation. Good They're to know. gonna play my song. Yeah. They're gonna play to my know. song. Yeah. And then I would say, hey, this song goes out, to Siobhan and Paul, they live in ocean, you know, whatever, whatever they're going through, whatever they wanted to say, it's their anniversary, blah, blah, blah. And it just created a really great thing. I love it, I love it, I love that you said that because it's about making these experiences personal and interesting and engaging to people and that to a specific uh, audience, I should say and curating a list and giving them what they want to hear is exactly how to do that. We were talking about this just yeah. last week, how that could be one way yeah. to sell music. You know, you're going to hear stuff you really want to hear live virtually. Right. Um, very important. And that again is what separates you in this virtual world. We're looking at screens and we're already separated and your ability right. to reach out. I can't agree with you more. It's the reaching out, it's the responding, it's the connecting that people want. It's interesting to be in this situation. Uh, you know, if you think about it, it is a blessing in a sort of odd way that, um, you know, we're not struggling to get audiences like we were. People are looking for things now. And right. last year, there were too many things for them to do. And so we were in a different place. You know, we were, we were fighting the noise. And I think one of the reasons why you were successful online is you did it early and you captured an audience that was looking for something. And timing is really, you know, it's most of it. You were smart right. to do that. Very smart to do that. And you have kids. It's not like you are just musicians. Uh, you have kids. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that you're a composer, Andy. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. We're starting okay. to write. We're starting to write now. Yeah, we're doing this that is, doing that more, which is which is yeah. pretty cool. You you start doing different things in this, you know, everybody's doing different things. So it's you look you know, I'm going back to doing uh working on, on scores for uh um video Films? trailers. Well actually like video game trailers is a huge market. Huge, Oh my God. Wow. Some of the, I watched a trailer the other day. I was like crying by the end of the trailer. It's like, it's a video game. What am I, I'm crying <laughs> on this, man. But the, it was just, it was, the it was amazing. The score was amazing, yeah. So, it was the, so that's kind of fun is to go into that. And then Good you for you. I'm like, you know, I'm excited to do this. And then we're working on writing some songs, which you would think in all the years we've done this, we, I mean, we wrote some songs back in the day and we've done some things. And when I had my huge country thing that I was into <laughs> and I was huge and Kim kind of held me back a little bit, kept me from, really taking off 
but I've let that go, which is good. Um, but like, you know, we've got some songs that we're, we're kind of working on and, and doing some stuff, which is, is, you know, it's fun. It's a different thing to do. Um, it's, it's like, like you say, kind of throw it up at the wall and see what sticks, you know, the more hats you wear, the more <laughs> money you make. <laughs> That's right. We hope so. And you know I'm willing to wear hats. Right. Yes. You've worn some hats, man. You've worn some we hats. have a lot of hats in the warehouse. Yeah. Like just... uh, <laughs> He's worn some sparkling ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I want to swim in any of your hats with my tiny head. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, okay, a couple of quick questions. We have like a few minutes left. Okay. Quick questions. Um, why does it help to know the number of people in the audience as a musician planning an event? What what does that inform you on? You mean in live events in or live in events, knowing how many people are going to be in the audience? Why is that information important to you in your planning? I feel like if I know that, like, say, for example, we're going to be at a certain venue that's outside and, um, you know, we know that there's going to be 2000 people there. Or like, say, July 4th, we know that there's going to be 4,000 people on, you know, it's July 4th, 4,000, huge. On the Midway. Midway, yeah. On the mid, I didn't know if, the, yeah, that's yeah. okay to Perfect say. Perfect design. Yeah. Um, I guess it I, makes me even more, like, so Sometimes you have to know, I think you have to know it as the band, too, like, if it's, you know, if you're doing a, a gig for right. 60 yeah. people and you're a five-piece band, your 10 piece bands like okay we're this is going to be different we're not going to be yeah we'll we'll get them dancing but we got to approach this a little bit differently you know right. if it's interesting you're doing band, you're doing a gig for 3000 people and you're a five piece band or four piece band yes you can do that but it's kind of like you want to know well, hey you know maybe in that situation maybe we should do something a little bigger because we need to we need to cover more we need to do more right and you know your your material is going to be different depending on what it is the amount of people plus Tech, technically, it's like, okay, well, hold it. If we're doing a, a gig for 60 people, we bring the little PA. If we're doing a gig for 4,000, we need, you know, the line array. You need the bigger lighting and right. stuff. And I think, like, you you are aware that sometimes people, you don't get that information and you show up and you're like, I, I, or even themes, colors. You're like, you know, wow, everybody's dressed in white. I wish we would have known it was white. We'd have showed up in all white kind of thing. Right. All those right. details, those production <laughs> details that, like, you give us and stuff, that's so important. Right. That's why I wanted to, uh, that's what I wanted you to get to is the fact that logistically you have to plan for these things. Uh, when I teach, I teach that size does matter in the live event world because it, it needs to be congruent. You can't bring a five piece band in to dance 3000 people. It gets lost. It's ridiculous. And you don't want to bring a 13 piece band in for a, you know, a 50 piece, you know, a 50 room, a 50 group event right. in a small room where you're right. going to blow people out, you know, without even trying. So it does matter. And you, and the reason why I brought it up is because sometimes planners or people who are, are planning events get a little harried when you ask them too many questions, but you really want to give them the best possible product. So it's something you need to know. Right. So I wanted to just highlight that. Um, so thank you for that. Before we go, I want to play a little game and yes so I, I, I'm gonna go back and forth okay the game is this or that and I'll, I'll go to you first Kim and then I'll go to you Andy and it'll be this or that like uh, you know do you like uh, sports cars or limousines and you'll just say okay. one or the other okay so this or that Kim chocolate or vanilla chocolate Andy automatic or shift 
Shift. Andy, Betty Rubble or Wilma Flintstone? Ooh. I'd have to go with Betty. Andy, piano or keyboard? Piano. Kim, front seat or back seat? Front seat. You know it, baby. Kim, rear view or side view? Rear view. Rear view. Kim, Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny. Uh, Andy, more or less? Yep. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Kim, treble or bass? Treble or bass? Bass. Space. Kim, live or virtual? Live. Andy, text or call? Oh, boy. If it matters, call. I wish I could say that. If it matters, call. Kim, text or call? Text. I, I get it right away, text. I get it right away. <laughs> All right. Uh, Andy, swing or hip hop? Swing. Kim, jazz or classical? Classical. Both of you, Lady Gaga or Madonna? Lady Gaga. Yeah, but Madonna Hi. back in the day. I'd, I'd, I'd give them, I'd go both. Okay, I mean, that's. I just, Mad Lady Gaga sorry. in Shallow. What? Yeah, she uh, killed. But come on, Madonna back in the 80s. Yeah, she's. You yeah. know, she's Madonna. She's, Lady Gaga's the Madonna of now. And one thing to say about Madonna is you don't really want to piss her off. So we will end that's with right. both <laughs> Lady Gaga and Madonna. There we go. That's thank, right. Thank Andy Salmonson um, and Kim Savet Salmonson from Energy Music and Productions. We'll be talking to you folks a lot. But before we end this episode, I want to get back to one thing, and that is that um, Alex is the voice inside your head. <laughs> and so, Miss Alex. Yes. Did you bring anything for me? I, I didn't because all of that is at another residential location oh, that I, I no longer exist on a permanent basis. Okay. All right. So you're going to get a pass. You're getting but a pass. You can always uh, test me. Oh. Okay. So, so what does that mean? That means. What, give, me the, give, me, give me the dialogue. How do I test you? Okay, so uh, one of the fun things that we do in voiceover class is it's called, um, I'm trying to remember the exact word. I don't know if they would say again, again, again. So you give, they would give me a line and I would say it. And then they would say again, and I have to come up with a whole new meaning behind it. And then again, and again, and it could be something as simple as the word dude, but that's what voice acting, which I'm finding is really helping me in exploring all these virtual options. You have to connect with your audience when they can't see you at all. So there has to be a level of energy and the, the meaning behind what you say really has to come out. So it's all about physicalization, vocalization, pitch, where you're placing the voice, uh, what's your intent behind what you want to say? You know, are you sad? Are you happy? Are you in love? Are you pissed? All of that. And it, they would test us with a very simple sentence and we just keep saying again, again, or sometimes they would say, well, now do it this way, you know, give, give an emotion and, and we'd have to come up with it. Or All right, think about go. it as, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I have a sentence in mind. I hope it will work. <laughs> Anything will work. Um, oh, wait. I thought I knew, but I didn't know what I thought I knew. I thought 
I knew, but I didn't know what I thought I knew. Again. I thought I knew, but I didn't know what I thought I knew. Again. Um, uh, okay, so um, uh, I, I thought um, I thought I knew, uh, thought, thought I knew, um, but I guess I didn't know what I um, thought. I knew. Again. I thought I knew, but I didn't know what I thought I knew. I didn't know. Again. I thought I knew, but I didn't know. I didn't know what I thought. And I kind of messed up the line that time, but it's you know, all got, right. Got I was waiting that. for it. I was into it, baby. I was into it, baby. That was, that was great. Ladies and gentlemen, she is in your head. The voices of Alex Apostolidis, the one and only. Ah, oh, well, thank you. You know, I did look you up. I, I did look you up on Facebook, even though I know you. And there was one expression I was looking for uh, about weebles. Oh. Is there something on your, or weebers or we, something? Well, what are those? Well, there is, uh, I don't know if this is what it was referring to, but my very first year in the Grinch, having uh, satin gloves on and this very, you know, big, huge costume. And I come out of a door onto a step and there were three steps down and I would turn around and this is all very fast, grab the door, shut it. Well, the satin gloves slipped off and I fell from the top onto the stage our dear friend Belinda Gill turned to me, Alex, and tried to come over to help me, but I was a weeble. I went down and I came right back up. Oh, they wobble, but they don't. They fall down. <laughs> so for a while, that was my nickname. I was Weeble Who. Okay, I have another question. Very funny. <laughs> Who the hell is Inigo Montoya? And what is it? What is the word that is being used that you don't think they mean what they think they mean? Having anything to do with my psyche. Okay. Um, who is Inigo Montoya? You, you, now you do know who, right? From Princess Bride. I am. I'm, I'm not a watcher <gasps> of the Princess Bride. I'm afraid to say. Okay, so um, Mandela Patinkin, Mandy Patinkin, is one of the great loves of my life. Um, I have pictures. Mandela, I have pictures of Mandy in his arms holding me. I stood on stage with him. He talked to, he talked to the audience. Um, and he told he, you, he whispered in your ear for the rest of yes, your life, you're to you call know, me Mandela. Mandela, Mandela, Mandela Patinkin. And uh, so that's one of my very favorite movies. You're not Jewish Greek girl. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I have a type. It's been proven from almost every past boyfriend to husband. I have a type. They all fit a mold. <laughs> I'm not sure it served me very well, and I may need to move on, but, you know. Hey, you live, you learn. That's right. That's right. So Mandela so, Patinkin is the legal Montoya. I see. I see. I see. I see. And he said this in The Princess Bride. You yes, he does. You, okay. My name is Enigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> you keep using that word. I don't think you know what it is. Yes, you, that was the other character. You keep uh, using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. 
that's what Wallace, uh, 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 what's his name? The little actor, ah, his name just went in my head, bald, funny as all get out. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. You know yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Funny as all get out, bald Yeah, 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 yeah I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, one. <laughs> He wears he has laces on his shoes. That one. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. wearing shoes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Could you do that again, the Inigo Montoya voice again, please? Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. To die. I love to die. But I will not die. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I didn't know that about the Princess Bride. <gasps> Oh, I you have no, to watch that movie. I think I might to. have even seen it, but don't remember. That happens a lot in my life. I see things and then I just don't remember it all. I'm sorry. Is I, that why you introduce yourself to me every day? Hey, better <laughs> to be safe than sorry. <laughs> right? Yes, that's it. You never want to embarrass yourself. That's true. I thought maybe it was a subtle way of saying, a subtle way of saying I'm mispronouncing your name or calling you <laughs> the wrong thing. No, 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 not at all. I just think that the idea of remembering things is way overrated today. Like we spend too much time trying to remember things and we task ourselves with remembering things yes. and we kick ourselves when we can't remember things and we're flooded with information from every angle. I mean, you could pull it out of your ass today. It, it, come from, it comes from everywhere. And I have, so. so it's like, forget about the remembering things already. Just move on. There was that. I, so I just, I want to bring this up because, you know, as some people get older, certainly not me, but as some people get older, because I'm not, um, they get a little freaked out when they can't remember a word or, you know, where they were, why they walked into a room. But I read a very interesting article that said it's not necessarily about age. It's that in our modern era, especially with all the technology coming at us 24 seven, our brains are tasked with receiving so much information that as a safeguard, it actually filters out things that are not necessary for survival at the moment. It just says, you, you're not necessary. We're going to move you over here. You can retrieve it, but it's not at the, at the helm. And not at the flip of a switch. Right. Right. I, I'm going with that. I totally agree and believe in that. There's also some theory that when you uh when you walk through a doorway into a new room uh or through a uh, you know some kind of uh, throughway you're you're um sort of erasing what's in your mind and inviting what's new into your mind and so it's easy to forget what it is that you went into that room for to begin with i've heard that explained you know in so many words I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that. You Hopefully go. you're not forgetting when you're walking into the restroom to, you know, whatever, but cause that could be bad, but um, no, 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 I like that. No, at this point in my life, it's about getting to the restroom. <laughs> not about remembering. That just happens. And that's sort of the point of what this all about. And we are crazy. We have so much on our minds. It's our jobs at Malata to make sure that people are entertained and engaged when they're working with us and that we're making their jobs as easy as possible, right? That's what we're about. Well, that's all we have the time for today. They were delightful, huh? Oh my gosh, they're wonderful. Just such lovely, lovely people. Beings, like you just want to squeeze them. They're like, they're like beings of fabulous energy, you know? They just permeate uh, smiles and, and 
warmth and kindness, and it's always such a pleasure to be talent and know how know how. Yeah. I, yeah, I have some very fond memories of them. Um, I actually remember some travel dates with them, uh, only to the desert, to Palm Springs, but just easy to be with. And I remember one very hot 4th of July on the base of 29 Palms with energy when it was like 110 degrees and we booked them to play, you know, 4th of July ceremony. And they were troopers, I mean, literally. Nothing was beyond, and nothing has ever been beyond their scope. And if something is really too difficult or too much, they'll, they'll let you know, you know, otherwise they're like us, you know, if they can make it work, they're going to make it work. Absolutely. You know? They will. So unfortunately that's all the time we have today, but I'm hopefully we'll hear more from them. Thank you for joining us for this jam packed episode of Bolotified. Please subscribe to Bolotified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating if you don't mind, if you love us. Share us with a friend if you feel we can help them. And that's all we have to say. Or find us at bolotta.com, B-O-L-L-O-T-T-A.com, and hit the contact button to let us know what you thought or if you'd like to share something with us. And that's all from us. Bye. Bye.